Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of Fandom Herbs. This is Natalie Rogers, your lovely holistic health practitioner and herbalist. Um, So for our first episode, we are going to do drumroll Harry Potter. And I'm pretty sure you can guess, Harry Potter means the herb mandrake. So, I've pulled up some stuff online. Um, so, what we're going to do, since this is a first episode, so it's going to be a bit weird until I can figure out how I'm wanting everything. Um, but basically what we're going to do is we're going to find an herb that is from either a movie, a TV show, or a book, and that can include comic books, I guess. Um, basically any fandom. And we're going to find an herb that's in it, and then we're going to do a podcast, and we're going to talk about how they used it within the show, or the movie, or the book, or whatever. And then we're going to go over the actual, legitimate information around that herb. And then we're going to compare and see how they used it in the fandom and then how it's actually used in real life if it is an herb that is actually used in real life. Um, So this one is Harry Potter and we're going over Mandrake. And so I've pulled up the Muggle's Guide to Harry Potter and I've been going through it. Um, So... What they say on here is the mandrakes are in the Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. And so what they were doing in their herbology class was they were with Professor Sprout. And they were taking all these mandrake plants and they had to take them out of their pots. Or I can't remember, put them in pots or take them out of the pots or take them out of the ground and put them in a pot. One of those. It's been a few weeks since I watched Harry Potter. Um, But anyways, so they have to put on their earmuffs and they pull them up. And these things are just screeching and screeching and screeching. Um, And their screeching can, in the movie, it can actually kill them. And so that's why they have the fuzzy earmuffs on their head. I believe Neville actually passes out. But it says on here that they're using the mandrake because they're making... It's a component of the restorative potion that they are working on. And the potion is to restore those who have been attacked by the monster of the chamber. And so the cry of a uprooted mandrake will actually kill you. Um, And in the movie, it's from very young mandrakes not full-grown adult mandrakes um so mandrakes actually show up again in the deathly hallows and they say that neville and professor sprout they're actually carrying the plants up to the battlements while they're preparing for the battle at hogwarts and so They'll throw them down on the attackers and the cry of them going, will incapacitate all the Death Eaters that are attacking them. That's their plan in the movie. 
Um, so on the Muggles Guide to Harry Potter, which you can find on Wikipedia, um, one of the questions they have that I thought was kind of interesting, but I don't know how to answer it yet, but maybe y'all will have some input. I don't know. It says, in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, mandrakes are seen to take the entire school year to reach maturity. They were, however, needed early in the year as a potion ingredient. Granted that there is an educational reason for growing them on the grounds, why would it not have been possible to buy mature mandrake roots from a supplier, say, in Diagon Alley? That's a really good point. And I don't know the answer to that because I don't know everything. I don't pretend to know everything. So, anyways. Okay, so that's how Mandrake was used and how it was shown in the Harry Potter movies, which is mainly where people recognize the name of Mandrake from. Or if they see a picture of it where it's represented how it was in Harry Potter, then they may know what you're talking about. Or they might not. Um, But, as an herbalist, mandrake is something that we actually learn about. Uh, So yes, it is actually an herb that is used and if you're crinkling it's because i'm actually opening i have a bag from one of my mandrake one of my mandrake one of my herbal materia medica courses that i've taken oh god this stuff stinks um so it's wildcrafted mandrake root and the one that i have is the potophyllum peltatum but I believe there are actually other botanical names. So Mandragora officinarum, and then apparently also Mandragora vernalis. So they come from the family Solanaceae. I don't know if I ever say the family names right. I know I've tried before, but I can't remember. Um, it's always that ending. It's A C. E-A-E. So it's really weird to say. Um, but anyway, so this is wildcrafted mandrake root. And so it's actually pretty neat looking. The pieces are very different. They're extremely hard. Like you can... I don't know if you can hear this. <laughs> I'll tap it. Those are the dried roots. And they're just kind of twisty and mangled and different sizes and textures. And they're a bit twiggy with dark browns and light browns. And they're very rough and hard. Um, It's got a, almost like a pungent medicinal earthy, rooty aroma to it. Um, Yeah. Kind of interesting. So, as a root, most roots, you're not going to use in a tea. 
or if you do, you're going to have to let it steep for a really, really, really long time. Um, so you can extract all the therapeutic constituents from it that you are needing for whatever ailment you have. Um, anyways, so if you look at Mandrake online, so I'm looking at the therapeutic research natural database, and that's what we actually use um, for researching safety of herbs and if you're on certain medications, there's tons of herbs that you cannot mix with certain medications. It's a huge, 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 huge deal, and I cannot emphasize this enough. If you're wanting to take any herbal products that are over-the-counter, like from your health food store or the pharmacy area or the Amazon, wherever you're buying them... Um, and you're taking medications, including birth control. Women, listen, birth control. There's a lot of herbs that you need to be very careful if you're on birth control. Um, because it can make your birth control not work. Which is probably not what you're wanting if you're on birth control. Anyways, so as a medicine, an herbal medicine... Um, People have used the European mandrake root orally, and they've used it because it can act as an emetic, purgative, sedative, anesthetic, a painkiller, aphrodisiac. Uh, It's also been used orally to treat stomach ulcers, colic, asthma, hay fever, convulsions, rheumatism, uh, and whooping cough. And so... That's for oral use by the mouth. Topically, mandrake, the leaves from a fresh mandrake plant, or if you can get a hold of the extract from the leaf, you can actually use it on your skin for helping skin ulcers. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, there's quite a lot of uses. I personally have not used it myself. Um, Not really for any particular reason. Um, As a herbalist and an integrative health student, I have a crap ton of just various therapeutic herbs from all of my courses. But I don't use them all because so many herbs have multiple different therapeutic uses to them so you can just have like two different herbs and for quite a lot you're kind of covered um so let's take a look at there was another website this is botanical.com a modern herbal by miss m grieve and so she did a short page on mandrake which is kind of neat because it has a bit of different information than what I've learned about it and what I've been told about it and my experience with it. So this is what she has to say. Um, so she says, she says that the name Mandragora comes from two Greek words, which implies hurtful to cattle. And then it is also called Satan's apple. And so her description, she puts, 
It has a large brown root, somewhat like a parsnip, running three or four feet deep into the ground, sometimes single and sometimes divided into two or three branches. Immediately from the crown of the root arise several large dark green leaves, which at first stand erect, but when grown in full size, a foot or more in length, and four or, four, four or five inches in width, spread open and lie upon the ground. They are sharp pointed at the apex and of a foetid odor. I guess that means stinky. From among these leaves spring the flowers, each on a separate footstalk, three or four inches high. They are somewhat of the shape and size of a primrose, the corolla bell-shaped, cut into five spreading segments of a whitish color, somewhat tinged with purple. They are succeeded by a smooth round fruit about as large as a small apple of a deep yellow color when ripe, full of pulp, and with a strong apple-like scent. So actually, that's pretty cool. So the fruit that goes grows from the mandrake actually smells like apple. And it's called Satan's apple. Interesting. So she has some really cool information um, about the medicinal action and uses. I do want to look into these more because there are no references to where she pulled this information from. Um, but it's still interesting. So she found that the leaves from the European mandrake plant are cooling. And so they're good in ointments and other external applications, like for the skin. Um, so like ointments, balms, salves, washes, uh, poultices, um, hmm. What are the compresses? <laughs> There's quite a lot you can do with herbs. Um, hmm. And it says for indolent ulcers, they actually boil it in milk and use it as a poultice. So that's neat. It says mandrake was much used by the ancients who considered it an anodyne and soporific. In large doses, it is said to excite delirium and madness. Huh. So, I'm assuming it is also a psychotic in large doses, then. So, that makes me think, um... With herbs, there's a safety margin, and it can be a wide safety margin to where you can, there's like a big range between the minimal dose for therapeutic benefits and then the maximum dose, which can be toxic. Um, So when you have a wide range, that's a wide therapeutic margin. With a thin therapeutic margin, it is very specific on how much of the herb that you can consume internally or if you're using it topically. Um, 
but it's so easy to go over that and then you're crossing over into like toxicity territory and that is extremely 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 dangerous and this is why I always 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 advise anyone if you're messing around with herbs that are not pre-formulated by a professional formulator who is trained in herbalism and formulating herbs um I really don't suggest the typical herbal enthusiast, hobbyist to mess around with herbs that have a very narrow therapeutic margin. Um, These are things that mostly herbalists use and master herbalists, registered herbalists, clinical herbalists, medical herbalists. um, These are things that they are specifically trained in. And so they know exactly what they're doing and they know when it is the right time and not the right time to use these types of herbs. So please, please, please keep that in mind. Um, okay, let's see what else they have. So apparently in homeopathy, they actually make a tincture from the fresh plant. So that's pretty cool. If you don't know what homeopathy is, I definitely suggest you look into that. Um... There are some great resources online. I do know where I live in Texas. If you cannot tell by my twangy accent that apparently some people hear, but I don't hear it. Um, In Texas, they have the, I believe it's the Homeopathy Institute of Houston or Houston's Homeopathy Institute. One of those, but it's pretty cool. Um, And I have a lot of homeopathic practitioner friends and colleagues also so yeah definitely look into homeopathy if you've never heard of it before it is pretty neat hmm okay oh and another thing which I thought was kind of cool but it's also kind of funny I guess at the same time I forgot okay so because we're going over mandrake and because I do a lot of research um on a daily basis like my nose is kind of stuck in research for hours for research essays and assignments and everything um but If you go to the NCBI website, the U.S. National Library of Medicine, National Institutes of Health, they actually have, if you type in myths and mandrakes, they actually have an article that was published by Anthony John Carter. I don't know who this is. I don't know at all. But... He he got an article published um, in regards to Mandrake and it being used in Harry Potter, um, which is really neat. Um, and then he talks about there's a column in the Sunday Telegraph um, or... 
It was an American strip cartoon called Mandrake the Magician. And this was in 1934. And he was the first super-powered costumed crime fighter. And this was before, apparently before Superman, Batman, and Spider-Man. So that's kind of neat. And then he also found... um, There was a poem, and it was in regard to fertility, but it was wrote in the 17th century by this English poet named John Donne, and it says, Go and catch a falling star, get with child a mandrake root. And so in that is because it's around fertility, and so that's why it says get with child as in pregnancy. Um, and then he explains how, like, this whole association with fertility and how old it is and how in the book of Genesis, it was actually brought up in chapter 30. And he explains and says, where the childless Rachel asked her sister Leah for the loan of the mandrakes, which her son had brought in from the fields. Much later, this fertility myth received support from the medieval doctrine of signatures, which suggested that God had provided all plants with a sign indicating their value. Mandrake has a long and frequently vivid taproot whose shape sometimes resembles the body of a man. Believing this to indicate reproductive power, our ancestors took to sleeping with it under their pillows at night. So that's kind of interesting. Could you imagine putting a plant under your pillow and then sleeping on that? I don't know if I would want that. That'd be kind of dirty. I don't know. Would y'all do that? Would y'all put a plant under your pillow? Well, I mean, I put sachets of other herbs in my pillow like in the pillowcase to help me sleep like lavender or chamomile I don't know maybe that's just me I find it really really interesting so yeah check this out on NCBI. It's really interesting. I keep pausing. Sorry. New to this first episode and I'm finding it super interesting and so I keep scrolling and I'm stopping and rereading what I just read earlier. Which is probably not smart. But that's okay. Because here comes Shakespeare on Mandrake. Give me to drink Mandragora that I might sleep out this great gap of time. My Antony is away. Not poppy, nor mandragora, nor all the drowsy syrups of the world shall ever medicine thee to that sweet sleep which thou oust yesterday. Were such things here as we do speak about, or have we eaten of the insane root that takes the reason prisoner? So, 
there's and there's even more of this. Like if you go into Romeo and Juliet and the uh, King Henry and yeah, it's actually really really cool. Herbs go so 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 far back. There is such a massive history in all different areas and that's one of the reasons why I want to do this is because herbs are seen in movies and tv shows and in random books and stuff and you just kind of like read over it or you don't pay attention to it that much but then when you study herbal medicine it's almost like all of it just screams out at you when you see it I'm pretty sure some of my herbalist friends can probably relate a little bit to that um okay so that's gonna wrap up that article I'm sure there is so much more information out there on mandrake um it's just a lot of digging it's a lot of digging especially to make sure that they're trustful and educational resources and not just random websites um because then you don't really know like where number one like earlier where they got the information from so you can check for yourself and verify it and see if it's up to date and accurate um and then the other reason is you want to know who you're learning from like are you just learning from someone that has never had any formal training in this, this as in herbalism. Um, or is it just like a hobbyist or whatever, whatever, whatever. So it's always good. Um, I always tell people, ask, like, if you're looking around for herbalists or anyone from any modality ask for their credentials if they got nothing to hide that should have no problem showing you that's the way I see it I've had people ask for mine and I've sent them copies and be like here look yep I graduated from this school feel free to call the school and verify that yes I am a graduate from there um I don't know why so many people hide behind stuff like that it doesn't make sense I'm proud of my accomplishments and what I do So, yeah, that's going to wrap up this first episode over Mandrake, which is from Harry Potter. So, please, if you would like me to look up a certain herb or go through a movie. I love watching movies, guys. Seriously, if I have to watch a movie to see what you're talking about, I will watch a movie to see what you're talking about. Um, yeah, send me ideas. My email is sacredperennial at gmail.com. You can also go to my website, www.sacredperennial.com. Y'all give me some ideas. Let me know what you want to hear me ramble and chit-chat about. And maybe I might just have some really cool herbalist guests come on that are also into some pretty neat fandoms. So I'll check y'all later.